X-Ray. Welcome to Everything is Interesting. I'm Kira Klingenberg. And I'm Kira Lindenberg. With us today in studio is our host, Jefferson Smith. I'm definitely not our host. I don't know what I am. I am the victim. The victim. Or, or the, he has a fair the, point. Or, or, <laughs> or the very grateful student. But, He's but our guinea pig. whatever role I play, whatever role I play, I know that I am not the host. Can but you, I very much appreciate the expertise and the preparation you bring. You're like the gracious. Well, we're we're grateful for you. We are. We wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you and if it wasn't for X-Ray. Okay, before we get started today, we have a quick announcement. We won't be doing the show next week on May 10th. And that's because we will be putting together our very first listener question-based show. We love our listeners, and we want to hear from you guys. So if you have a science question or a question about how something works, go to everythingisinteresting.org and email us your question. That's everythingisinteresting.org. Or you can post a comment on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com backslash two, that's the number two, science project. We'll be taking submissions up until Monday, May 8th. And then we'll be back in two weeks on Wednesday, May 17th to air our very first listener question episode. Oh, and if you submit a question, be sure to let us know if you want to remain anonymous or if you want us to use your name and give you credit on air. After all, this is X-Ray, where radio is yours. Okay, so, so back to today's show. I don't know about you guys, but we love science fiction movies. We do! Me too. We love them so much that, in fact, last year we devoted a whole episode to picking apart the scientific inaccuracies in some of our very favorite sci-fi space movies. And hopefully we armed you guys with enough science to ruin movie night for all of your friends. Whenever a character's head explodes in the vacuum of space or tries to land on some asteroid the size of Texas, you can be like, "Mm mm-mm, science. Yep, mm mm-mm, What about lightsabers? How do they stop at the end? Oh, God, that's a good one. Hey, our very first listener question. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, if you could submit that on our website and be really official about it, we'd appreciate that. All right, so in our never-ending quest to help you become the most annoying nerd in the room, we're bringing back the quiz, you probably know they got it wrong, but do you know why? So how it works is we're going to listen to a few clips from some of our favorite science fiction movies and focus in on one of the scientific inaccuracies that digs a pretty big plot hole. And then we'll give you three possible reasons why it wouldn't have happened that way, and only one of them is true. And you get to figure out which one. Sounds good? Also, spoiler alert, if you've been living in a cave for the last 20 years and haven't seen these movies, we are probably going to ruin them for you. Spoiler alert. You have been warned. Okay, shall we get on with the game? Somebody has just been sitting on Spider-Man from 2002 for like the last <laughs> 15 years. It's, just, it's aging. It's like a fine wine. Like it just gets better with age. No, nope, just one. kidding. That doesn't happen. No, I okay, don't know. Let's, let's start with Spider-Man. It holds up. Spider-Man holds up. It's timeless. There's a it lot does. of them now, too, and they've just rebooted it. But we're going the with the old school 2002 it, version. It doesn't get better if you just leave it in the wrapper, I promise. Okay, <laughs> so let's start with the 2002 version with Tobey Maguire, Kirsten Dunst, and William Defoe. Uh, Spider-Man, take it away. Truth is, it wasn't always like this. There was a time when life was a lot less complicated. Can I take your picture for the school paper? Sure. In this lab, we have 15 genetically enhanced super spiders. There's 14. One's missing. Peter, are you alright? I'm fine. Pete, look, you're changing. I know I went through exactly the same thing at your age. 
No, not exactly. <laughs> okay, so in the Stanley comic book adaptation, Peter Parker, who's a nerdy high school science student played by Tobey Maguire, is bitten by a radioactive spider, and he ends up with crazy superpowers. Most notably, spider-like superpowers, like the ability to shoot web out of his wrist, so cool. um, excess speed and strength, I want it. Uh, and, uh, and a spidey sense, of course, which is the ability to know when something is about to happen, because obviously... All spiders can tell the future. And then Spider-Man has to use his powers to, you know, like, fight crime and get the girl and defeat a Green Goblin. Because that's what you do with powers. The problem is, a bite from a radioactive spider would not actually cause your DNA to mutate and give you super spider characteristics. So, why is this? Is it because, A, a spider bite would not supply enough radiation for this kind of mutation to occur? So a little spider bite. It's not a big enough spider bite, okay? A one. I like that you went with not enough radiation, but not enough spider. Okay, B, radiation exposure can cause DNA mutation, but the mutation would not be uniform across all of your cells. So some cells, but not all. Or is it C, throughout history, radioactive spiders have begun epidemics that threaten to wipe out humanity on several different occasions. Since then, humans have developed many immune defenses that prevent spider genes from infiltrating our own DNA. So those are my choices. Those are you your said choices. you said uh, A, puny spider bite. Uh-huh. B, some cells, but wouldn't mutate all your cells. And, and C, that we developed immunity to radioactive spiders. <laughs> I'm going to go D because it turns out for to 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 get the genetic mutation, you need a time machine, and what that does is it turns you into human sized fly. This is great. science because of science. This- Hold on a second, hold on a second. The time machine also morphs you into a fly? No, no, it's not a time machine. Excuse me, it's a teleportation machine. It's uh-huh. a teleportation machine. Yes. Yeah, and that turns into a human-sized fly. You. I, I, what, what science fiction are you reading? I'm confused. What movie the fly. <laughs> this would be... <laughs> Before that, I think the metamorphosis, right? Although I think the metamorphosis oh, didn't use a teleportation machine. This is how they make movies yeah. these days. They just pick all the I ones have... from old school and they smash them together. I have the fly, but it's still in the wrapping. I'm waiting for it to, to ferment and get good. So the answer. And the other is answer actually, is E because it would require mating. What's the answer? Where did we real? even go with this episode? Okay, so the answer is. Wait, are you ready? Are you ready yes. for the answer? Do-do-do. Okay, the answer is both A and B. Oh, curveball. Really? Okay, so so it's both the pu- the spider bite is too little, <laughs> and because even if the spider bite were bigger, it would mutate some of your cells, but you wouldn't get all of the powers? Spider bite that's too little. It's the amount. <laughs> it's the amount of radioactive. But what if it's a really big spider? spider? <laughs> <laughs> then is it enough to make what me Spider-Man? Because I'm get I'm collecting the biggest spiders I could find. The spider that would be big enough to supply that much radiation would be big enough to eat you. So then you wouldn't be Spider-Man. You would just be lunch. You would just be lunch. <laughs> so okay. If you remember our episode that's a good on point. spiders I don't want a spider back in February, big. so I'm going to the teleportation machine. Okay, if you were paying attention back in February on our spiders episode, then you might remember that the amount of radiation that could possibly be contained in the venom of a spider is about as much as you absorb when you eat a banana. Banana. Which comes, by the way, which comes contained, uh, uh, the the spiders contain radioactive, I'm sorry, spiders. Sorry, I just Bananas contain radioactive. <laughs> Can we oh, capture that and make it a drop? Anytime that comes up, we just hear Kira saying, Banana. <laughs> Will you say it again? Banana. Okay, what's next? Sorry. Go ahead. Is this okay. About okay, Where bananas have radiation. We'll edit that out. Don't worry about it. It's not live, except that it is. <laughs> go ahead, Kira. Go ahead. Yeah, okay. So, bananas contain radioactive isotope potassium 40, and I guess so do spiders if they ate a banana. Okay, so the spider bite 
in order for it to affect your DNA, the spider would have to have the power of, like, a nuclear reactor. But for the sake of argument, let's pretend that you actually get bitten by that hypothetical nuclear super spider. In order for your body to adopt spider-like superpowers, the DNA of every single cell in your body would not only have to mutate, but mutate in exactly the same spider-like way. So consider that each of your cells contains about 3 billion base pairs of DNA, so the chances of that happening are kind of ridiculous. The good news is that if you want to be a superhero, occasionally mutations do happen before a human develops in the womb. So if the genetic code of a human egg cell changes, then all the cells in that person's body will develop with that same DNA mutation. These people do end up with extra powers, like there is a handful of people who can see millions more colors than we can. They have an extra type of receptor neuron in their eyes caused by a genetic mutation. So cool. I want that. Too okay. late. I've already been born. So we got a couple of texts in. <laughs> One, to be clear, the Spider-Man reboot was a genetically engineered spider, not a radioactive Ooh, spider. Oh, like the recent uh, one. The yeah. one that just okay, moved. genetically engineered. Okay, it was like a magic spider, but like with real magic, not the fake magic. And then the <laughs> magic other text. Genetically engineered. It's magic. What if we found? What if we found genetic engineering is magic? When we found? What if we found the really giant spider and it didn't bite us, but it licked you? That's Ooh, another text we got. Second here. listener question for next week's show. I think. How? Text in. What if the giant spider licked you? Are we going to answer that question? Do they have tongues? I don't think they do, guys. I think that's there's your answer. I don't think spiders have tongues. <laughs> they could nuzzle you. They would nuzzle. Yeah. Like a little like Eskimo kisses. Well, welcome to everything is interesting. Where we just derail all the time. All right, okay. all right. Next, let's movie. move on. Let's go to the next movie. Okay, next pick from 2007. It stars Shia LaBeouf, Megan Fox, and a bunch of giant morphing robots. Yep, you guessed it. Transformers. I'm never giving you this all spark. Oh, so unwise. Oh. I got you, boy. Thanks, Michael Bay. Thanks so much. So- if you didn't live through the 80s or you haven't seen all 973 Transformer movies, Just five. Here's, a quick, here's a quick overview of the plot. Good and evil robots from outer space are in a battle for the talisman of power, because of course they are, and they come to Earth disguised as household appliances to get the talisman from this kid named Even Stevens. And along the way, many things explode. Can I just point out that his name is Even Stevens? <laughs> Which every time, Even Stevens. All right. In, when I read this to her yesterday, she laughed I, for like 10 solid minutes. Yeah, I said <laughs> it like a bazillion times. All right. In, so in the scene that you just heard, the main character, whose name is Even Stevens, played by Shia LaBeouf, is holding onto a statue on top of a skyscraper that is then destroyed by the evil robot Megatron. Shia then falls about 200 feet before he is, spoiler alert, caught by the massive robotic hand of Optimus Prime and emerges perfectly happy and unscathed. I mean, it's not really that big of a spoiler because he had to survive to do the next 972 movies, but... Five, I guess, yeah. And I don't even think he's in the... Now they axed him and they put him in, you know, one of the new kids on the block's brother. Bye, Shia. (laughs) He's too, too busy being crazy or whatever he's doing. Okay, so anyway, even if giant robots from space existed, Shia's character still couldn't have pulled this off in real life. Is this because... A, robots hate humans, so Optimus would have just let him fall, obviously. 
B, Shia was falling at the same speed as the statue that was crumbling around him, so no robotic scanning mechanism would have been able to tell the difference between a falling piece of plaster and a living human. Optimus would never have been able to distinguish and catch him. Or C, at the speed that Shia was falling, the impact with even the most gentle robot hand would have crushed his squishy human body. I was going to come up with a D, and if my D, it would have been some callback to teleportation machines, or it would have been something else, or like he would have sprouted wings and learned to fly. But I, this scene bothered me because I said, wait a minute, why is the robot's hand any softer than the ground? Yeah. Right? He's got like his metal hand. Why is like that the soft landing, like falling <laughs> onto a tarpaulin, right? Like this giant robot hand. That would seem to be roughly <laughs> the same metal. viscosity as like concrete. <laughs> This is a good question. So, what do you think the the I think problem that's here the, is? I think that he <laughs> would. I think even a robot hand would kill him, not just the ground. So, so see. You yeah. already know. <laughs> is that the yes? Is that the sound that I got it right? That's our sound effects. Thanks, thanks, sound effects guy. You're right. The answer is C. You are correct, Jefferson. He would be crushed to death, or at least paralyzed. Let's give him some credit. But to look at how this would really work, we have to think about the physics behind a 150-ish pound person falling several hundred feet and what it would take for them to safely land on the hard surface of a robot's metal paw. Ignoring air resistance. Let's ignore that. It takes about 3.5 seconds for a human to fall about mm, 200 feet. Now multiply that time with 9.8 meters per second squared, which is the acceleration due to the pull of Earth's gravity, and you'll find that the time Optimus Prime caught him, Shia was moving at about 34.5-ish meters per second, or almost 80 miles an hour. Imagine crashing a car into a wall at that speed. Now take away the car and leave just your flailing body. Yikes. Squishy human squishy body. Squishy human body. So we can figure out exactly how intense the impact of Optimus Prime's robot hand would have been when it abruptly caught Shia LaBeouf's body by simply plugging it into the data that we have into the good old impact force equation. Through plugging and chugging, we arrive at the solution that Shia's body would experience a force of roughly 4,000 newtons, mm. which means absolutely nothing unless you're a physicist. No, 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 that's not true. That's not true. Newtons mean a lot. What it means... <laughs> like 25 like in a box of yeah. What it means... <laughs> oh, it means I, figs. I didn't even think about the fig Newtons. Okay, what it means <laughs> oh, is that poor Shia's cervical spine would almost certainly be fractured at the least. And just imagine what would have happened to his more delicate bones and also all of his internal organs. Yuck. What's for sure is that he would not just get up, dust off, and continue on fighting against evil robots. He'd probably just be dead. Okay, to be fair, in the movie, Optimus Prime does give Shia's body a few seconds to decelerate by sort of moving his robot hand downwards along the same trajectory as Shia as the catch takes place, if that makes any sense. This movie gives Shia about 30 feet or so to decelerate completely, come to a complete stop. So this whole catch takes less than half a second to complete, and this downward movement, in theory, makes stopping a bit less abrupt than simply hitting a wall of stationary metal. Okay, so yes, the first... But like, Go ahead. He's not even a good parkourer. He doesn't even, like, do a spin. Because every parkourer knows that you don't just land. You have to, like, land and then roll so that the impact goes all over your body. You right. Know? Distribution. 
Okay, so the first yeah. thing we've learned is that Spider-Man's not real. Now we've learned that Transformers is not real. The, uh, but, you learned this? You didn't hologram. know? Right. But the, uh, well, I can hope. The <laughs> people who made this movie haven't played the egg game where you throw an egg back and forth and you take a step back every time you can successfully throw the egg and you didn't keep doing you it until the egg before? breaks. You're really... I don't remember. I no, that was the egg drop. <laughs> oh, oh, different. I might be big on eggs, You're but it's not the exact... I got more than one egg story, <laughs> Kira, if that is your real name. And when, and when you catch the egg, the further away you get, the more you have to sort of bring your hand down and sort of catch the egg really, really softly and like let it touch your hand for kind of a long time before you stop your hand right. from moving down, right? They just right. needed to do I that mean, a little but more. Probably at no point is the egg going 80 miles an hour. Yeah. Exactly. I just, I didn't buy it, so I already didn't and think Transformers was And they did play that game. That's, what, that's why his hand does sort of decelerate down 30 They needed feet. to do a little bit more. Yeah, well, it, it's not enough. Yeah. Again, giant concrete metal, whatever, robot Concrete hands. metal hand. Let's go. I didn't know it was made of concrete metal. Let's do it. What... <laughs> Uh, what a, uh, uh, all right. So we're now we're now moving on to the movie The Core. Okay, all right. That's starring Stanley Tucci, Hilary Swank, and Aaron Heckart. It came out in two thousand three. The and here is a and here is a clip from The Core. Shields us from the solar winds, which are a lethal blend of radioactive particles and microwaves. When that shield collapses. Microwave radiation will literally cook our planet. Dr. Zimsky. <clears throat> this is the sun. This is the Earth without the EM field. Would you? Wow, look at that. The drama. All right, this is a fabulously entertaining movie, both because it's super dramatic and also for the myriad of scientific inaccuracies that barely hold it together. The whole premise is that we, here on Earth, created a weapon that, when used, had a pretty bad side effect. It stopped the core of the Earth from spinning. So a team of scientists and bold heroes must come up with a way to save Earth from imminent destruction. Did the, did the wep- That wasn't what the weapon was supposed to do? It wasn't supposed to impact the core of the Earth, or it was, uh, was its intended No, effect? I think it, it was supposed to, like, mess up the seismic, like, use seismic waves to Got it. Just make, make some earthquakes, enemies. but not, like, on the whole yeah, Earth. Yeah, and then they were like, oh, no, but the core of the Earth is stopped. Mm-hmm. Whatever shall we do? Yeah. It sounded plausible up to now. Yeah. All right, and in the scene that you just heard, Stanley Tucci and Aaron Eckhart's characters are explaining that if the Earth loses its magnetic field, it will get cooked by microwave radiation from the sun, which they illustrate by then, as you heard, torching a peach with a can of hairspray and a lighter. In reality... Oh, you're there, Kira, go ahead. Hi, hello. So, yeah, so basically... In reality, there would definitely have been some very real consequences to learning or to, to losing Earth's magnetic field, but it would not end up being blowtorch like the peach in this movie, which is unfortunate because I bet it would be delicious. But is this because, A, microwaves coming from space would not be deadly. They would just be annoying. Okay, annoying, not deadly. Uh, B, the microwaves wouldn't burn us like fire. They would turn us into zombies. What? Or C, microwaves can't exist in space. Like sound, microwaves need a medium, like an atmosphere, to travel through. I don't buy it. I think microwaves are like roaches. They can survive anything. <laughs> so what do you think? What's, what's the answer? I don't know what that meant, but I, uh, but I appreciate I like the I like the microwaves. I like the zombies' answer. I like the zombies' answer. I just don't think microwaves aren't powerful enough to do that. 
I think you need. I okay. think the spider's not big enough. I like the zombies. I think you need too, a much like, bigger spider. It's like perhaps that's the sequel to the core, right? It's, oh yeah. no! Now the microwave radiation made us all into the zombie movie. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> let's give it. Let's like give him the answer. Though. Let's give him the answer. So the actual answer is A. The Earth's magnetic field does indeed protect us from the cosmic rays, which are charged particles like protons that are whizzing at us from the sun. In fact, it's these cosmic rays interacting with the magnetic field that causes the aurora borealis. But microwaves are not cosmic rays. They're electromagnetic waves, which you might also call light. Same as visible light, but with a different wavelength. Neither kind of light are in any way affected by the magnetic fields that surround our planet. Plus, the sun doesn't really emit much microwave radiation, and certainly not concentrated in any direction the way they are inside a microwave oven. At its worst, the sun might send enough microwaves to Earth to mess up a radio signal, but probably not even enough to cook a TV dinner. So, sorry, the core. So the core, so first the thing we learned was that, so you said we don't have enough time. I think we do. I, I think we could do one more. You want to do one more? I think we, we have one I, more. I think we could. You, the other response, the other option is we could just talk about the core longer. But I, I buy it. I believe you. I believe you that the core isn't real. I believe you Spider-Man isn't real. I believe you that the, the Transformers isn't real. Well, Transformers might be real, but they'd have to catch them different. And and we haven't proved that it isn't the real. The core is like the silliest of all of them. Like, let's the not core? spend any more time on the core. But I want to find out if the Matrix is real. The 1999 movie starring it Keanu is. Reeves. That puts a lot of it pressure. Is. There's no way. Here's the problem. If we start talking about the Matrix, there's no way that we can say that the Matrix isn't real because as soon as we say it isn't real, then we become the conspiracy right. theorist. By the way, right. we're not we're not going to debate whether the actual Matrix is real or not. Do you, you want to go ahead and do it? it? You yeah, wanna, all, right, do it. all right, let's do it. Let's do it. It's from 1999, <laughs> which is, yes, 20 years ago. Stars oh, Keanu Reeves, so Lawrence Fishburne, and Carrie Ann Moss. Let's cue old. the clip. Only 19 years ago, 18 years it's ago. Old. The human body generates more bioelectricity than a 120-volt battery and over 25,000 BTUs of body heat. Combined with a form of fusion, the machines had found all the energy they would ever need. There are fields here, endless fields, where human beings are no longer born. We are grown. All right, in this film, as you probably know, Keanu Reeves plays Neo, who meets a mysterious man named Morpheus, uh, who awakens him to the shocking truth that reality as he knows it is false. The real world is actually a wasteland ruled by robot overlords who subjugated the human race years ago and now keep the humans as slaves that live trapped in the virtual reality known as the Matrix. And in the scene you just heard, Morpheus is explaining that the real reason humans are kept inside the Matrix is for the sinister purpose of having their energy harvested to power the robot's existence. In the midst of the war with the machines, humans had the bright idea of blotting out the most plentiful power source the machines relied on, the sun. And without the sun, the robots turn to the vanquished humans and enslave the remaining populace to harvest our bioelectricity. They keep uh, yeah. human bodies suspended in pods, their minds frolicking in the matrix, grown in vast fields like corn. Super creepy. Well, okay, it's a great setup for a movie, but robots choosing to harness energy from the fields of humans is... I don't know, relatively improbable. So you tell me, is this because, A, humans don't actually produce any energy when they aren't awake, when we sleep, our dreams consume the energy that we would normally release, 
Dreams eat energy. That's A. Don't buy it. B, is it B, robots being machines would naturally calculate the most efficient way to harness energy. And unfortunately, this would not be by growing humans because no matter how much energy a human body gives off, it will be less than the energy put in. Yeah, I'm gonna, I have comments. I will wait for them. Okay, or C, robots wouldn't waste time farming humans. They'd probably just figure out how to unblock the sun because, I mean, they're super powerful robots. They would probably just figure out how to fix that. What do you think? All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to first do my process elimination. I don't think it's sealed. That's a pretty compelling answer. And the reason I don't think so is that was the very advantage that the robots had was that humans needed and human life needed the sun. Without sun, they would go away. That was their, their, one of the robots' advantages, right, was that was that, that was harder for the humans. Okay? No, it was the other way around. The humans, I know that the humans killed the sun. <laughs> the I know, I the remember the, the, the humans killed the sun. They thought it would kill the robots, uh, and the robots yes. figured out. But then the robots I, I, were I understand like, ha, that. Ha, but it turned out you. exactly yeah, that, that, yeah. that right. I think that they figured out that advantage. All right, they they pivoted that jujitsu move on us pretty well. So I eliminate C, but mostly I eliminate C, and I'm also eliminate A. I'm also eliminate <laughs> Good. A because Why? my dreams eat my energy. No, we still we 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 my have, dreams are like Pac-Man. We have lots of energy when we sleep. In fact, we burn calories when we sleep. Thank uh, you, the, thank and, you, Jefferson. And 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 I know this. Okay, so the so but I probably also eliminate those two because I know the answer is B, and it was also like the. Transformers one, it also distracted me from the movie. I love this movie, but I didn't buy it. There's no way humans are an efficient way to create energy. All kinds of energy has to be used just so a human can exist and operate. I mean, why? I thought about, like, why not goats? If it really was just human, human like, like it was life forms, right? Mammals. I first of all, would I, why not algae? Why not something other than, than a mammal? But if you're going to pick a mammal, why the one mammal you're fighting with? So the only answer, so anyway, I think it's B. Yes, the answer is B. Farming Yay. humans is a waste of energy. He did it. Okay, so to harvest thermal energy from humans, those humans still have to be alive, which means they still need to eat, which means there is an input of energy in the form of food calories required to keep the farmed humans producing thermal energy mm-hmm. for harvest. And the robots, being super smart overlords, would recognize both the first and second laws of thermodynamics. The first law states that energy can neither be created nor destroyed, so the robots could never get more energy out of their human generators than the food energy they put into them. The second law is known as the law of entropy because, you know, everything is moving towards a state of less order. This law also states that as energy is transferred and transformed, more and more of it ends up wasted in the process. So the closer you can get to the source of energy, the more efficiently you can harvest that energy. The energy coming out of a human body as heat has already gone through a number of transformations. You know, from the sun to our food to the many chemical reactions that convert the food to energy inside our bodies. With each transformation, energy is lost. The sun would be the top-level energy source, which is why the robots were originally solar-powered. But even after the robots lost the sun, to conserve energy, they'd go to the next level down, the food grown by the sun. Why feed it to humans losing valuable energy in the process when the robots could just burn the food themselves and harness the energy from the combustion reaction? Also, I I shouldn't have said energy is lost because that makes it sound like it just disappears. It's it's wasted in the process. It's lost from the system. No creation or structure of matter or energy. We know that already. Also, there's the question of how the robots got a hold of food that could support human life without the power of the sun, but let's not get into that. We can save that for later. The only I mean, answer. Oh, I'm sorry. Go oh, ahead. you got go an ahead. answer. 
the the only answer that one answer is the matrix isn't real the other possible answer is they re- did the hu- they used the humans not because it was the most efficient they knew it wasn't the most efficient but who's going to beat them they're the robots they're in charge of everything they don't need to worry about maximum like to punish humans because oh, they're these, vindictive robots yeah. evil back to the evil oh, robots thing i see, I see. Mm-hmm. So, so it wasn't it wasn't necessarily about doing the most efficient thing it was just they just really want to put humans they developed in the so the answer this. from transformers that robots hate humans is actually the right answer for this one is that what you're telling me <laughs> not all the robots humans but i believe oh, the robots ones, in the matrix yeah. did yeah way to bring that full circle and the ones that are going to dominate us soon right. because of sky and who knows maybe the matrix is real all we're saying is that this probably would not be the way that they'd be harvesting from us they'd be something Don't else so robot anyways yeah. that's it for today guys thank you for playing along with us on everything is interesting We'll be back in two weeks to do our first listener question show. Don't forget to write us with your science questions. Go to everythingisinteresting.org and send us an email. We'll be taking submissions up until Monday, May 8th. And if you want credit, let us know. I'm Kira Lindenberg. And I'm Kira Klingenberg. As always, thanks to our host, Jefferson Smith, and our wonderful producers, Chelsea, Anna, and Nick. We'll see you in two weeks. Bye. Bye.